Tonight on the Fanatic Forum, two Fanatics go inside the impact zone, and we come out safely on the other end. We'll have a report on that up next here. Plus, we've got new comics and, of course, a couple surprise updates in the MCU. And we'll talk about all of that right after this. Happy Friday and welcome to the Fanatic Forum. I'm your fanatic and host, George Bueller. Hope you all have had a good one here so far and a good week and all that. So uh, if you're just now tuning into the Fanatic Forum, you've never checked us out before. Uh, I'm, like I said, my name is George Bueller. I am a super geek when it comes to comic books. I've been reading for 43 years, uh, movies, TV, uh, anything MCU, uh, video games, wrestling, all that stuff. I'm just, I'm, I'm super geek all over. Uh, share your opinions, share your comments, uh, share your geek passion, whatever it may be. Uh, so everybody's welcome here at the forum. So, uh, of course, tonight at the forum here, we've got a little bit of a road report from uh, the Impact Zone. Uh, myself and my junior fanatics, Seth Moore, went to uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and got to see a couple of TV tapings for Impact Wrestling. So that was a lot of fun, getting to see some live wrestling. Uh, and then, of course, that kind of led them right up to their next pay-per-view, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I've got some new comments to share with you guys, plus we got a couple of uh, MCU updates that are pretty exciting. So, yeah, all kinds of good stuff to talk about this week. I've got a couple of comments here. Oh, Marianne, good to see you, dear. Hope you're doing well. Uh, let's see here. So we'll talk our about our MCU updates here because this is some exciting stuff. Uh, of course, they uh, recently updated. Uh, we were kind of worried about the Armor Wars project getting dropped off the map. Uh, D23 really didn't talk about it. San Diego Comic-Con didn't really talk about it. We knew it was still happening. We knew Don Cheadle was going to be involved in other projects. He's going to pop up in uh, Secret Invasion. But again, Armor Wars was supposed to be kind of like, you know, Rhodey's solo, you know, you know project, whether it was going to be a TV series or whatever else. Well, now it's been changed to going to be a feature film. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I'm glad to hear about that. That's, you know, the, the, where things are still going forward. Uh, but it's really cool to kind of see how they're going to do the Armor War story because mostly they can. Basically, it comes down to that uh, Tony's tech has been compromised. It's out in the open market. Uh, and so, you know, every, basically, you know, Stark tech is in the hands of a lot of bad people. Uh, and of course, at this point, you know, Tony is kind of like, off the board, so to speak. He can't really physically deal with things. And so Rhodey, wearing the uh, Iron Man suit, starts off trying to, you know, take care of the bad guys wearing Stark Tech and try to get right all the wrongs. Uh, but then, you know, he realizes kind of in over his head. And then that's what brings in the War Machine suit. So we bring that in for the first time. And yeah, that's a really cool moment. Rhodey's got his own suit, you know, kind of getting his uh, little bit of, you know, military background into it. And then, yeah, it's a pretty badass suit, as we all know. So, yeah. <laughs> so very excited to hear about that. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we know that's 
from uh, there's been now two videos. Uh, but uh, well, Ryan Reynolds has a wonderful Deadpool announcement for us here. So Deadpool three is going to happen. Uh, apparently, it is his entry into the MCU. So we don't know exactly how that's going to work out just yet. Uh, but yeah, it was coming in 2024. And oh yeah, by the way, Hugh Jackman's going to be in there reprising the role of Logan. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of, you know, the fans always hoped he would return uh, in some way, shape, or form, even though, you know, they killed him off in the Logan movie. But, yeah, that's just too cool. So, uh, and I, I love the whole little thing, too, where you all get the, the and if you, you've seen, you there's two different videos that are out. There's the initial announcement, and there's a second video that was released yesterday called Expectations, which is, a little bit more of an explanation, a little more details, uh, so to speak. And you actually get to hear from both gentlemen. Uh, but, yeah, so it's there. there's a couple of, uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't want to spoil too terribly much, but, yeah, it's, it's some really funny stuff. <laughs> uh, Dave Malling is on here. Good to see you, sir. Wrestling, comics, and MCU, that's what we're talking about today here. And Justin Watkins, oh, well, thank you, sir. And, of course, folks, if you're in the Elizabethtown area or in the greater Kentucky area or whatever else, you need to get yourself downtown E-Town to the three-decade arcade. Uh, one of my favorite hotspots in town, but they feature classic coin-op uh, video games, pinball, and of course they got you know stuff like pool and uh, uh, air hockey, which I always get my butt kicked on anyway. Uh, but nonetheless, great times there. Beverages as well uh, for the kids and for the adults, you know. So there you go. But yeah, it's a great atmosphere. So yeah, Justin, uh, give you thank you very much for the love there, and uh, yeah. Folks, get down to the 3D Arcade. Man. That's that's of course I've did a live show from there before, uh, but yeah, that, that's that's my favorite hotspot in town. So there you go. And of course, yeah, I also we have to work at comic books where we're kind of right around the corner from each other. But yeah, nonetheless, yeah. And Justin and Brother Tyler are good people there, so you gotta check them out. All right, my last little tidbit on the MCU. So this is still somewhat in the rumor category, uh, but this hasn't been 100% confirmed, but. Uh, we've seen the Thunderbolts uh, cast being announced so far, right? Uh, we're going to see, you know, Yelena is going to be returning there, Taskmaster, and, uh, you know, a few other, you know, uh, uh, Walkers coming back as well. So a few others can be involved there. But there's been some speculation that possibly uh, General Thunderbolt Ross, who, of course, is who the team is named after, uh, if he's going to be involved at all, if they're going to be recasting him or whatever else. Well, the big rumor is this, that it's going to be Harrison Ford recast as General Thunderbolt Ross. Um, right now, it's a rumor, but the big heavy story, which kind of leads me to believe that it's absolutely true, uh, is the fact that when uh, during the D23 uh, uh, convention thing, uh, when the Thunderbolts cast came out with the movie announcement, and they all, all the superheroes came out, and Harrison Ford was actually supposed to join them for that, but Kathleen Kennedy, who is in charge of Lucasfilm uh, and her side of Disney, uh, put her foot down and said, no, we have Indy 5 to announce. Harrison's here for that. Please let him focus on this. Let the news focus on that. You can do the reveal of Thunderbolt Ross later. Please, please, please. But she also kind of had to put her executive foot down. So apparently... He was actually going to come out with the cast and announce that he was going to be uh, playing the role of Thunderbolt Ross, taking over for William Hurt, who passed away this year. But now, I don't know. So I think it's pretty interesting. Um, seeing as kind of the next 
evolution for Thunderbolt, if they follow the comics, is he becomes the Red Hulk. Uh, he kind of experiments around with uh, Gamma technology himself, and yeah, Ross becomes his own worst nightmare. Uh, unfortunately, it's also a nightmare for a lot of other people. So I don't know. It's a possibility. So what do you think about seeing Harrison Ford as Ross? What do you think about seeing Harrison Ford as the Red Hulk? I mean, come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. So, uh, one other uh, thing, uh, this is of course not MCU. We're going over the other side of the pond there for the DC, uh, is that of course we know it was announced earlier that, uh, Ben Affleck is going to be returning as Batman and is going to be appearing in the Aquaman two movie coming out, I believe later on this year. Uh, interesting thing has popped up. Uh, of course we know that, you know, there's been a lot of shifting of the, you know, the, you know, corporate plates and whatever else over at DC and Warner Brothers Discovery and whatever else. Uh, and they're trying to look for a new head for all their films. They're trying to right a lot of the wrongs that's going on. We know the Batgirl project has been canceled. Uh, and if you're not aware that the Flash movie is apparently still happening, but has been going under some massive rewrites and reshoots, even to the point of after Ezra Miller's, you know, recent controversy and criminal activity, possibly, in the news. Uh, he's met with DC people, and he's sought treatment, and he's apparently okay now. He's also undergone some reshoots uh, because they were going to do some kind of new things. Where, of course, we had Batgirl. There was going to be a new Supergirl, and they were both apparently supposed to take over for kind of the Affleck and Cavill Batman Superman roles, respectively. Well, now, since neither of those things are happening we may very well see Henry Cavill return to the role of the Man of Steel, and it will be happening in the Flash movie. So there you go. Right now it's rumor, but a lot of sources I'm hearing is some very, very credible stuff, just as credible as the Harrison Ford as Thunderbolt Ross is, yeah, Henry Cavill, or Cavill, however you pronounce his name, sorry, uh, will be returning to the role of Superman, and it will be happening in the Flashpoint movie, or Flash movie, whatever else, but they're essentially doing the Flashpoint storyline, so there may be, you know, fixing some things. I, I don't know how they're going to do this, but yeah, there are some distinct possibilities there. So, there you go. So, some big updates there from the MCU, and uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that all is going to pan out and whatnot. So, but yeah, I'm very excited to hear, of course, about, you know, Rhodey getting a movie, so yeah. I've really enjoyed Don Cheadle in the role. Uh, so, yeah, for him getting a feature film movie, that's pretty cool. Oh, and one other thing, I just happened to remember this one. Uh, apparently, uh, we'll be uh, seeing She-Hulk one more time. Of course, we've got two episodes left of her series now, which I've still been very much enjoying. We'll talk more on that when the series gets to a close. Uh, but, yeah, uh, been loving She-Hulk so far, but we uh, will possibly be seeing her return in the fourth Captain America film. So. Right now, that's a suppose. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's, I hope that's very true. So, uh, But how she's going to fit in remains to be seen. If it's just going to be, uh, you know, a legal sort of uh, scene or how that's going to work out. So, I don't know. We'll see here. But, anywho, some comics to show you guys, as promised here. So, uh, a couple of things from Marvel that I really enjoyed this week here. New issue of Thor, number 27. Of course, Donnie Kate's still doing the run on here. Uh, I've really been enjoying that. 
but the interesting thing is that Al Ewing came in for a little bit as well because we've got Venom popping up in here. Of course, Al's running Venom right now, uh, formerly you know, being run by Donny Cates, which is kind of an interesting little crossover. But yeah, so uh, apparently we got um, some trouble over in Symbiote land here, and Thor's kind of read a hand along to it, and then Eddie finally shows up and kind of giving us a little bit of information what's going on here. But a uh, uh, possible key issue here because we've got an introduction of a new villain. So, yeah. Anyway, so some uh, symbiote Thor fun there. So a crossover we never thought we'd see. Or, you know, there you go. But, yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, next thing here, the new issue of Captain America, Symbol of Truth here. Of course, this is Sam Wilson's book. Uh, Captain America has his own book here of Sentinel of Liberty, uh, which usually they're about um, a week apart when they are released. Uh, so uh, or, no, but every other week, something like that. Uh, anywho, uh, this has been really interesting because, of course, uh, Sam has been dealing with a group of terrorists that have somehow uh, got some vibranium and are using vibranium-based weaponry. Uh, and, of course, a lot of slave trading going on, you know, in the black market and whatnot. Uh, and apparently there is a link in Wakanda that basically they're maybe getting some people from there. There may be, you know, a leak somewhere, something along the lines. Well, unfortunately, even though Sam and T'Challa usually have a pretty decent relationship, they've teamed up numerous occasions, they've both been on the Avengers team at the same time, uh, when you're getting into some political recourse here, when anyone comes to Wakanda, T'Challa's going to get pretty, pretty, uh, uh, no, iffy about it. So, yeah, they, these two guys uh, end up clashing a little bit here, and, uh, it's not pretty. Uh, of course, you know, there's a little bit of a physical clash, and then, of course, things get uh, a little bit more, you know, social, political, and stuff like that. So uh, Dave's got a question here. Is that Flash Thompson, Agent Venom, or Venom on his own? Uh, no, actually, uh, currently, Flash Thompson, I believe, is uh, back in the anti-Venom suit. Uh, he's no longer Agent Venom anymore. That symbiote went back to Eddie Brock. Uh, so, and then, of course, there's the whole King in Black sort of thing that went on so eddie's status he's now basically king of all the symbiotes he is the king in black as the proper title uh so he literally has control of anything that's a symbiotic organism in the entire known universe um his son dylan uh has his own symbiote suit and is currently also running around as venom but he's staying on earth whereas eddie can hop all over the galaxy and be anywhere he wants to be he just has to kind of like tap into a symbiote that's in the location and boom, there's, you know, Bob Drunkle. Uh, but Dylan staying on earth and kind of doing his own thing as Venom. Uh, and the interesting thing is that, you know, when Dylan's kind of swinging around doing his stuff there, he doesn't have the whole Spider-Man, um, well, I guess fetish sort of thing that Eddie has or hang up or whatever else. So instead of like spitting out webs or whatnot, he's got like these symbiotic chain looking things. So Kind of a nice look spawn kind of throwback there. But yeah, so hope that answers your question for you. But uh, yeah, Flash is back in a symbiotic suit now, but I believe he's uh, in the anti-Venom, like the black and white suit. Uh, but uh, yeah, so there you go. He's He doesn't have his own book right now. I'm not sure uh, what team he's running around in or anything like that. But uh, yeah, he, he before at one point he was running around uh, in the Asian Venom suit as a Guardian of the Galaxy. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> Old Flash Thompson from Brooklyn here, uh, you know, used to be a high school bully and then he, you know, went in the service and became a hero and lost his legs, unfortunately, and then got a symbiote and then got to ramble around the galaxy with a bunch of superheroes. So not too shabby, right? 
All right, from DC here, a couple of fun things here, uh, especially since it's uh, yeah, we're officially in the spoopy season here. So uh, the next issue for Nice House on the Lake has finally been released here. This is issue 10 of 12. So we are getting very close to the end of the series here. And I really enjoy this issue because while there's been a lot of like, you know, very like lost-esque sort of mystery things going on, symbology, weird sort of things happening here. There haven't really been a lot of answers. We've gotten little glimpses of things and possibilities and lots of speculation, but we haven't got any firm, this is what's happening sort of stuff. We finally get our first taste of some answers in this issue here, and it does not disappoint. So, uh, yeah, I had two more issues left, and that whole series wraps up. I don't know how they're going to do it. Hopefully, issue 12 is like a really large issue, so I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's getting really good. I've really been enjoying the series. Very creepy uh, sort of thing. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it's one of those. I'm definitely, when we get to issue 12 and I've finished it, I want to go back and reread the whole series all at once. Um, yeah, It's kind of neat having the whole sort of, you know, you know, waiting a month in between sort of thing. But at the same time, I think the story may flow a lot better if I'm reading it all at once again. But yeah, again, I've just really been enjoying it. So uh, here's a fun number one here, limited series, Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead. Uh, yeah, so if you're you know, the old World War II uh, war comic fans, you get that plus zombies. Uh, and yeah, look at that right there at the bottom there. Mm -hmm. Written by... Best-selling author and horror icon, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. And, of course, art is done by Edward Rizzo. You cannot, you, 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 or sorry, Eduardo Rizzo. Uh, he's amazing. So, yeah, this is a fun book. So it's only a six-issue miniseries. Uh, but, yeah, can't wait. And, of course, there's a variant cover uh, in a uh, green body bag. Uh, and it has a different cover. So, it's it's. I'm interested to see what that cover is. But, yeah, very cool. <laughs> Dave Manley says, Groovy. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, it, and it definitely feels like Bruce wrote it too. Like it's, it's definitely Sergeant Rock, but you can almost hear Bruce, you know, saying the line. So yeah, if you're a big Bruce Campbell fan, you know, are you know, the evil dead, the army of darkness, all his stuff there, uh, even Briscoe County jr. That was a great series. Uh, but yeah, all that stuff there. Yeah. Check it out. All right, coming from the independents, I've got several independents here to talk about this week here. Uh, next issue of 8 Billion Genies is issue 5 of 8. Of course, is done by the great Charles Soleil and Ryan Brown doing the art here. Uh, this has been a fantastic series here. Uh, the whole concept, if you're not familiar with it, is that uh, everybody in the world gets your own personal genie and everybody gets one wish. And it takes about 8 seconds for the world to change after that all happens. And from there on, you got to get to see how people's wishes work out. You know, the individuals kind of deciding if how they're going to use their wish. You see people wasting it. You see good people doing good things with their wishes and all sorts of stuff here. But it's just a really fascinating concept, fascinating series. Uh, and there's just all, everything. There's a lot of drama, a lot of, you know, some, a nice little bit of, you know, sweet romance in there, some comedy and satire as well. And of course, some action too. So, but yeah, some really cool stuff. Um, the way they wrap up this issue, this could almost be the last issue of the series, but fortunately we still have three more to go. 
but it could have been like a good stopping point there, uh, leaving us totally wanting more. Because, of course, there's, you know, there is more story to tell. This is definitely not a finite end of the series, mind you. But nonetheless, it, it's, it was definitely worth checking out. So highly, highly recommend uh, getting this series. And frankly, finding the first printings of these back issues for the series has been a little difficult because uh, the series took off pretty quickly. Uh, especially after Amazon announced that it's going to do a series based on this series. Uh, so and they asked after issue two. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, they're going to wait till after all eight issues are done here before they can I guess, start writing this thing here. But nonetheless, um, yeah, like you said, they, I think they've gone down to third printings of at least the first four issues. So yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty hot book here. So, yeah, again, highly recommend checking this out here. So, hey, Harry Beam, good to see you, sir. Hope you're doing well. All right, old friend of the show and old, old friend of mine. So good to see you, sir. Dave saying that Briscoe County Jr. is his favorite Bruce Campbell. Yeah, that's that was such a fun show there. If you're not familiar, uh, Briscoe County Jr. was a show, I believe, in the late 90s uh, over on Fox where it was basically a Western, but there was kind of like – out of those kind of elements of the old, if uh, remember the old Wild Wild West show, where like sometimes they kind of you know bend the technology of the day, or you know sometimes get some interesting adventures, interesting characters. It was sort of just all over the place, but it was you know you had your good you know Western action, but there's a lot of comedy in there too, and yeah, just a lot of fun. It was a nice kind of different role uh, for Bruce to play. Then of course we've normally just seen him play Ash from the Evil Dead series, and then a lot of other kind of horror-esque roles, you know, throughout, you know, like Maniac Cop and Madman and, you know, you know, yeah, several other movies, but nonetheless. But yeah, so we hadn't really seen him play this kind of role. So that was a yeah, great fun series, but it's some sort of rights issues or whatever else. So it's never been officially released on DVD or Blu-ray or wherever else. But probably if you go to conventions, you can get a bootleg or you can just find a bootleg online or, you know, maybe get on YouTube or something like that. So check out Briscoe County Jr. There you go. So, all right. <laughs> Next comment here. Uh, so this is a very, very hot book this week here. This is Boom uh, bringing us Briar. Uh, now, if you're familiar with Boom, uh, earlier this year, they had an Alice in Wonderland story, which kind of takes us, you know, beyond the fairy tale, maybe getting into a little more rougher, more adult content than just the sweet little kid stuff. This is doing the same thing with Sleeping Beauty. So, yeah, uh, a really, really interesting take on the series here. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, and honestly... This has been a hot book from the word go, apparently, because uh, while this book was just released this week, the distributors are completely sold out to the point where now it's in a second printing. And it literally came out three days ago. So there you are. So it's <laughs> that this is how hot of a book this is. And it's very well received. Uh, Christopher Cantwell is the writer on this one. A uh, great up and comer. Uh, he's, you know, really hot doing a lot of stuff at Marvel right now. So that I'm glad to kind of see him in the in more uh, independent stuff here. Uh, and then, uh, Jermaine Garcia does the art and it's beautiful artwork here. Uh, kind of give you a little bit of, you know, taste of that. So yeah, the, this is, you know, they kind of give you the, 
you know, the, the tone of the book here. So it starts off where it looks very traditional here, uh, but she literally, the first line of the book is, I regret to inform you that the narrator of my fairy tale has died. <laughs> so, yeah, basically it's the tale that we know, plus a little bit more that maybe the fairy tale didn't cover. So there we go. So, but yeah, very cool book there. If you're into fairy tale stuff and kind of maybe even like, you know, a little more of a, a darker adult twist on things. And I don't mean adult as there's nudity. So like, I mean, just more than just children's based content. So there you go. Um, another uh, number one here. This is, of course, coming from Image as well. Uh, this is Old Dog here. Uh, Declan Shalvey is the writer on here. Clayton uh, Crowles uh, does the art. Uh, this is a good old hard-boiled action spy kind of sort of thing like this so uh basically uh the main character is a uh you know agent and they don't they're kind of vague right now so we don't know if he's an fbi or cia or something like that basically he's an agent been in the field for a long time had a bad incident uh that we're not entirely privy to just yet but something that basically has got him demoted to desk jockey uh, where he's kind of just getting just, you know, crap jobs or he's helping other people out, even though he has more experience than anybody. Um, he possibly is getting a second chance to kind of get back into field work, maybe not necessarily for the government, but still for the good guys, but a few twists and turns, maybe kind of bending a little bit of reality sort of thing like that. So uh, a mission he's helping out on goes pear-shaped real quick. Another accident sort of happens, but maybe, like I said, gives our guy, old dog here a second chance. So uh, great, you know, like I said, real kind of hard-boiled sort of action in there. Uh, but yeah, definitely worth checking out here. Uh, last book to show you guys this week here. Uh, this is coming from the Massive Verse, of course, bringing you from uh, Radiant Black, um, Radiant Red, uh, Gosh, just a few others. But anyway, but uh, oh, uh, Dead Lucky. Uh, but anyway, this is that same kind of you know new superhero universe that uh, Image is trying to put out here. But this is Onyx, um, and well, I don't know. They didn't. That's the kind of the fun thing is they're introducing all these superhero characters, um, but there are a lot of people in suits, sort of things like that. So you know, getting some sort of alien abilities or whatever else, but it's a lot of people in suits, sort of thing. So it's kind of a nice little take on things if you're especially like a you know Power Rangers sort of fan like that. So um, no, it's actually not holographic, Dave. To answer your question here, uh, Dave Mangley asking if this is a holographic cover. No, this is just a really cool cover. Um, I'm just got my lights kind of close like that, but <laughs> um, there are. Um, I think there are a couple of variants for this one here, but this is actually cool because it's a one shot here. So you get the full story of this character in a nice, you know, almost a, you know, a trade paperback sort of volume. So uh, it'll cost you 10 bucks, but for 10 bucks, you get the whole story here. So it's kind of a nice thing here, but uh, brand new character they're introducing into the, as we're calling it, the massive universe, because uh, they did have these uh, crossover last year called Supermassive, where we met the character of Rogue Sun and, uh, a few others. Then we had our first team up of some of these uh, guys here, but uh, this does take place uh, in the future. Um, so it's not quite in the present day, which most of the other titles are set in the present day. So again, don't know how it connects into the massive verse, but I'm sure if they do another crossover, maybe later this year or next year or something like that, that we may meet this character in that and I will know who she is. So yeah, so check out Onyx here. Um, yeah, Chris Rayal, Gabrielle Rodriguez, so the team on here. Uh, yeah, very cool stuff here. And they do break it up in chapters, so they kind of, you know, help you out a little bit here, so if you don't want to read everything in one 
read, but I mean, it flows really well. It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of action, a lot of uh, uh, fun, because basically what the whole uh, concept is, is that Onyx comes from a world where basically they were ravaged by this sort of infection that sort of takes over the planet and it starts with the flora and fauna where it kind of mutates it and changes it and then basically becomes violent and attacks people and tries to kill people and whatever else um and so and maybe animals kind of mutate to the form of like almost humanoid animal versions of themselves and sort of thing like that so uh her whole mission is basically just going around to other planets and trying to rid them of these infections and kill all these bad things uh and Hopefully she can do it before things get too bad. Uh, in this case, the next planet on the list or the menu, so to speak, is Earth. And so, of course, this is way far in the future. And it's interesting because it takes place in Ethiopia, even though it looks like there's, you know, military you know, settlements and stuff like that. So we don't know how the world has changed, but obviously things have changed. Basically, the, you know, Ethiopia is this like city of the future and they've got like these very impressive, you know, super cities and monorails and whatnot. So yeah, very, very interesting. We kind of get like a third world country is now very much a first world sort of thing like that. So yeah, so interesting sort of, you know, plays going on in there, but uh, yeah, ultimately we're really just killing a lot of like mutated animals and stuff like that. And, you know, you know, killer plants and sort of thing like that. But it's very cool, very stylistic sort of thing like that. So I enjoyed it. And of course, I've been enjoying a lot of the stuff that comes from the Massive Universe because I just love superheroes and, you know, getting something that's kind of a fresh take on things, something new, I'm all for it. And I'll give it a chance. So anywho, we're going to take a short break here, uh, just a second for to honor our sponsor, Comic Books for Kids. And then when we come back, we're going to talk Impact Wrestling. So stay tuned. Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit cb4k.org. And we're back. All right. So uh, this week, we're talking Impact Wrestling here. So uh, Seth was going to join me, but his computer is hating him right now uh, and giving him some troubles here. So we couldn't hear. We could see, I could see Seth. I couldn't hear him. So uh, he's working on that. So hopefully, he can join us here later on here. But uh, nonetheless, uh, fun thing here. Uh, of course, if you're not familiar with, uh, if you're you know, not familiar with the whole family on here, uh, Fanatic Forum is part of the Back of the Serial Box Network. Of course, our flagship show, Back of the Serial Box, run by our all friend, everybody's friend, Johnny Pica, uh, celebrates Saturday morning culture and you know, all the fun frivolity of uh, you know cartoons and cereal and toys and comic books and all that sort of you know fun childish stuff and kind of getting us to reminisce that sort of thing and you know celebrate that sort of thing we love and of course there's a lot of other fun and you know god knows whatever else we, we kind of go into all sorts of topics on there but anyway uh but of course it's part of a greater network of our podcasts uh we've got cosplay cafe ice cream queens uh comic books the new class of course my show, Cryptid Crunch, uh, lots of great shows on there. Uh, but the fun thing is that the Back of the Serial Box Network has recently become media partners with Impact Wrestling. Uh, so that means basically we get to go to shows that we're close to and uh, or you know any of the other members may be close to and get to attend them and make reports and you know share photos and all that sort of good stuff. So 
Definitely, uh, I wrote a blog about this uh, and already sent that off. So uh, you can get this now uh, through my page in the back of the Serial Box Network, uh, through our pages and whatnot. And read up on our full report there, uh, some, you know, you know, what matches happened, uh, get some photos and all that sort of stuff. But um, anywho, so, uh, of course, you know, anytime there's wrestling stuff that happens here, my junior fanatic, Seth Moore, is my stalwart companion in this sort of thing. And he is, you know, he's the first person I think of when I want to go to a wrestling show. Uh, so, you know, we go along. Nice quick trip to Nashville because, of course, I live in E-Town. Uh, so, for, for you know, Seth had to come to me. But for from there on, it's two hours. So, nice trip there. Uh, and they were filming at Skyway Studios. That's kind of Impact's, you know, new home now in Nashville. Uh, it's a nice kind of, you know, multi-purpose sort of you know studio where you can basically you know you can rent out space and do whatever you want there if you want to have you know a tv show or newscasts or you know in this case a wrestling show you know whatnot so uh it's you know of course not a very big venue but it's nice and co that's the thing it's it, it felt like a nice cozy sort of like it felt like kind of a, the atmosphere was very you know old-fashioned kind of regional wrestling show or if you went to like your local show or you know if you're you know, in this area you go to like an ovw show where you know you, you're sitting around some people you kind of get to know them a little bit it's kind of a friendly atmosphere and even though it's you know the you've got impressive graphics and lighting and you know impressive talent in the ring you know and we're on a national you know we're based on a national stage here because they're on access tv and yeah, their yeah their own you know streaming services and all that sort of thing like that, or actually an international stage. You know, it still feels when you're there kind of you know nice and homely. So you're nice and homely. So it's I really enjoyed the atmosphere. Made a couple of friends sitting around there. It was uh, Chris from Lexington and uh, Nikki. I think, believe that was her name, Nikki. Uh, I believe she was local. So we were you know talking wrestling and whatnot, and having a good time, and uh, lots of kids there too. That was kind of a neat thing too, and lots of little kids. So, it was, you know, families are bringing their, you know, their little ones there. So they were having a good time. And <laughs> there was a father who had his two daughters with him. And the oldest girl, I swear to God, she was going to jump in the ring a couple of times. I mean, this girl was intense. Like she was just screaming at the bad guys or if, you know, somebody was not her favorite or something didn't happen right or whatever else. Oh, man. They, she let him have it. I mean, the sweet little blonde girl, cute as a button, wouldn't think it. Mm, yeah, this chick was intense. <laughs> so uh, we got a good kick out of that area. You know, anybody that was anywhere close to her got to hear what she had to say and just had some good laughs. Of course, her dad was making a couple of comments too. So she, you could see where she gets it from. But yeah, the, the two of them together were just a blast. So I, I appreciate you know stuff like that. When you have, you know, you know, good, you know, people making comments. Well, every now and then, you, sometimes you get, you know, larger shows, you get, you know, a jerk in there tries to cat call stuff or whatever else. But no, was, the atmosphere was good. You know, it was, you know, everybody was getting along, you know, really well here, making comments or sometimes trading friendly comments, you know, you know, or friendly rivalry comments back and forth. So, but yeah, yeah, lots of fun there. But uh, uh, the nice thing is that, you know, they, uh, did like a two night stint in Nashville at Skyway Studios. So the previous night they had their pay per view uh, bound for, or no, Victory Road. Sorry. Uh, they had their pay per view Victory Road there. And then the next night they basically taped two weeks worth of television. So they really essentially got themselves prepared for their next pay per view, which will be in Albany, New York uh, next week, actually. So 
yeah, so that's, that was really kind of neat. You kind of, you know, got to see everything almost all at once there. So, uh, but yeah, they were, you know, doing a good job of plan, you know, prepping for the next pay-per-view. Uh, the main event for the first night um, for the women's division is really kind of, you know, put on the forefront right now. Uh, of course, they call it the knockout division, uh, Impact Wrestling. Uh, so uh, that's really on the forefront right now because their champion right now, um, Jordana Grace, has been an extremely dominant champion. And let me tell you, this woman is a monster when you see her. I mean, because she's she's a gorgeous lady, right? But, I mean, she's just, like, very muscular, very tall. So it's like, you know, you think about China back in the day. She dwarfs China. I mean, she's just, you know, you know they, she, they call her the juggernaut for a reason. But, uh, yeah, very impressive. But uh, what seems to be her opponent coming up for Bound for Glory uh, is the new up-and-comer Masha Slamovich. Uh, who currently right now has an undefeated record. But the interesting thing about uh, Masha is that she is, let's see, maybe a foot shorter than Jordana. Uh, and at least there's at least a 50-pound difference. You know, I mean, like, you know, Masha is a little person who does really good at, like, hardcore matches, is a very intense, very unpredictable wrestler. But, I mean, Jordana clearly overpowers her. Uh, or will overpower her. So this is going to be an interesting contest. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, very intrigued about how this one's going to work out here. So, um, and of course the, you know, they hadn't really set up, you know, a world title match just yet. Uh, of course, um, can't remember right now who the current champion is on Impact, but anywho, but it seems like it looks like they're finally going to let Eddie Edwards finally get another title shot. Of course, he's been hanging with these. Uh, this new faction, Honor No More, which uh, is a, a nice, you know, faction with a good gimmick on there because uh, Ring of Honor uh, used to be a good, you know, independent, you know, company uh, that has kind of fallen hard times. And uh, All Elite Wrestling purchased them a few months ago. And so uh, some of the wrestlers, they picked up their contracts. And so you could see them in kind of this newer version of Ring of Honor, which right now only happens in small shows. Um you know, they have just like little pay-per-views. They don't like have a weekly TV show just yet. Uh, of course, you see them a lot on AEW programming as well, especially when they have a title and defending that. Uh, but there were several wrestlers who were in Ring of Honor that were not picked up in AEW. And so they went over to Impact Wrestling and then took this gimmick of Honor No More. So you know, there you are. So they, but they're kind of coming in as a little bit of a heel faction, but they have a lot of fan support as well. So... It's kind of difficult to see who they're going to cheer for there. But yeah, it's interesting there. Um, another fun thing, of course, uh, they focused this match more on uh, the second night they were taping. Uh, but uh, they had a barbed wire massacre match at Victory Row. There was a three-way match between Steve Macklin, Moose, and Sammy Callahan. Now, while Sammy is very well-versed when it comes to you know hardcore matches, anything involving barbed wire, all that crazy sort of thing like that. Uh, Moose has been in, you know, similar matches, similar hardcore stuff like that. Steve Macklin, on the other hand, who's kind of more the newer guy in the, you know, the, of the three of the trio, has never been in anything like this before. Well, he ended up winning the match, uh, which was interesting because he, uh, there was a spot where he goes through uh, a table that's covered in barbed wire and looked like he was out of the match and then kind of comes back in the last second and, you know, wins it. So that was, you know, really cool. Um, but they are continuing this feud in very interesting ways because it seems more the feud is between 
Macklin and Moose, but Sammy Callahan kind of keeps coming in as this agent of chaos and just kind of just sticking the knife in, really trying to, you know, you don't really know what it's, you know, is he just there for the violence? Is he there for the chaos? You don't really know what it is because they're not really going for any sort of title or anything like that. So this is really just a grudge match, but it's still difficult to find out where Sammy fits in all this. Otherwise, just basically just being a thorn in everybody's side. So, yeah, so um, where they're going to lead for the pay-per-view remains to be seen. Uh, I guess we'll find that out next week on uh, Thursday nights, which Impact airs uh, Thursday nights at 8 on Access TV. And, of course, also on Impact Plus as well. Um, yeah, so we'll see how this all kind of works out for the pay-per-view and maybe what match we'll see. Um, there's another thrill for me that uh, Frankie Kazarian had a match who kind of, you know, of course, he's an Impact Classic wrestler. He's been in the company for a long time, but he's been more recently in AEW, but nice to see him kind of hopping back and forth there, but looks like he may be a contender for the X Division title at the next pay-per-view, so glad to see that. Uh, of course, Motor City Machine Guns uh, member Alex Shelley was in action, so that was a really cool match, but uh, uh, back to the first night, uh, so preparing for this Knockouts Division title match here, uh, both competitors had to go into a pick-your-poison match, which basically meant that uh, their other competitor for the, you know, basically Masha gets to pick a certain type of matching competitor that Jordana had to go through and, you know, vice versa. So uh, Jordan had, I'm sorry, I keep going Jordana. Jordan had her match the week prior. And so this week we got to see Masha go into a Monsters Ball match, which is essentially a hardcore match, which is, you know, anything goes, Weapons can be used, and there's all sorts of demented sort of things in this. We, of course, we saw uh, chairs and you know, kendo sticks, and there was a door that somebody went through, tables, thumbtacks, uh, all sorts of you know, uh, uh, aluminum cans that were like half cut. So basically, like literally, the poor girl, you know, one of the poor girls at the end of the match had a can stuck in her leg. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, there was a visiting wrestler from GCW who came over uh, and had out with Masha. Of course, she's uh, trying to, I was not familiar with her before. And some of the other, you know, fans of the audience were. Uh, I don't get to watch much GCW content, but nonetheless, she was well-versed in hardcore matches and put up a really good fight. Thought she was going to kind of come out and, you know, you know, well in the end of this year and kind of ruin Masha's streak. But Masha came back as she usually does here and, uh, yeah, prove that, uh, that she's she's going to be one on top of that match and is going to prove quite the foil for Jordan. So, yeah, well, like I said, this really is kind of the uh, one of the bigger matches going into Bound for Glory because Bound for Glory is one of the two biggest pay-per-views that Impact does. The other one would be Slammiversary, which is usually done like late spring, early summer. Uh, sometimes it's May, sometimes it's June, but usually you know, around that time period, uh, whereas Bound for Glory is more towards the end of the year. But yeah, this is going to be a lot of their biggest matches. We may be seeing some titles change hands here because seems like everything's up for grabs here. We've got, uh, of course, the Impact uh, Tag Team titles, the World Championship, the X Division titles up for grabs. So yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on there. So maybe seeing some titles change hands, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, so lots of things to look forward to. But Again, like I said, just had a great time with it. Uh, of course, they do a lot of stuff to hype up the crowd in between. Uh, they, you know, give out free T-shirts to people who are loud and, you know, kind of, you know, having a good time and all that sort of thing like that. I, I didn't get one. I had to buy mine. <laughs> uh, but there's, like, you do a little meet and greets before and after. So 
Beforehand, you can uh, take photos with the Motor City machine guns. And afterwards, uh, Mia Yim was out there. And I can't think who the male wrestler was. There was another there was another wrestler. But I, I said hey to Mia. And she had a really she had a good tune-up match for uh, her big match at Bound for Glory against Mickey James. Of course, Mickey James is kind of on her retirement tour, so to speak. Uh, basically, if, she lo- if Mickey James loses a match, she has to retire from wrestling. Uh, so she's been throwing some interesting competitors in her way to kind of test herself. And if she gets through it all, maybe gets a shot at the knockouts title one more time, seeing as she is a multi-time champion. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes here. But Mia Yim's a pretty tough competitor. I mean, she is the HBIC. And if you don't know what that means, Google it. Uh, but yeah, pretty tough lady here. So Mickey's throwing herself into a, a, a nice, uh, nice challenger. So we'll see how that all goes. But Again, like I said, just had a great time. Family-friendly atmosphere. You know, like I said, made some friends. Look forward to it again. They, it, it, Skyway Studios in Nashville is kind of, like I said, impacts home when they're in Nashville. So that's usually kind of the place they do a lot of their TV tapings. Uh, so they probably have a good relationship with the owners there. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, working, you know, myself working in the, uh, the news business, you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, how the old studios look and stuff like that. And I mean, yeah, the places, you know, on the outside, it doesn't look like much, but then once you get inside the place and get inside their stage area there, then yeah, it's really cool. There are all the, the lights and the, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the magic of impact wrestling is in there. And so of course there's, you know, they got, they hit you with merch tables and they got a little concession stand as well. You know, right before you go in there, so you can pick up some t-shirts and other, you know, DVDs and other little, you know, things like that. So, yeah, so again, so uh, I, I look forward to doing more shows uh, when they come to Nashville or if they, you know, come to Louisville, which I think they are coming uh, to Louisville maybe before the end of the year. I'm not sure. I'll have to look that up. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, I look forward to covering more shows here and, uh, you know, maybe uh, hopefully get a, uh, some interviews uh, next time. So didn't get a chance this time around, but uh, yeah, maybe, you know, of course, I believe Johnny before the events. I uh, got to talk to both uh, Steve Macklin and Eddie Edwards. Yeah. So I got to talk to both of them uh, before the uh, the uh, uh, Victory Road show. So anyway, so the, hopefully maybe get some more interviews in the, in the near future. So that'd be a lot of fun. But either way, you guys have yourself a wonderful evening and a wonderful weekend. And we'll see you next time in the Phonetic Forum, which I don't know. We got a lot of stuff to talk about next time here. So We've got uh, Werewolf by Night coming out pretty soon for Disney Plus, October 7th. I'm looking very, very forward to that one. Uh, so maybe we'll talk about that one. So I don't know. We all, like I said, all kinds of good geek stuff to talk about. I'm three episodes in the Dahmer show right now on Netflix. That's creepy stuff. But man, Evan Peters is a heck of an actor. But ugh. anyway. <laughs> you guys have yourself a wonderful weekend and I will see you next time on the Fanatic Forum. Bye-bye.